0: on this episode of Not Normal. I feel like, you know, we should probably talk about the Loch Ness Monster.
1: The storyline of Jurassic Park is now possible through science where they can actually take, you know, dinosaur DNA, and create potentially dinosaur clones from it.
0: Yeah, it seems like science more and more is just watching movies and then missing the point. Well, he, well I mean, what if this is like, you know,
1: like a Game of Thrones-style reptilian, like where the dragons live for thousands of years? I was going to say,
0: so are you saying this is a dragon underneath the... Uh...
1: Potentially, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually thinking it's more likely to be a dragon than anything else. Hello?
0: Lisa. I'm not afraid of ghosts.
1: I'm so scared. Paranormal, is that what they're calling your kind these days? Well, I mean, let's face it, you're not exactly normal, are you?
0: I myself am strange and unusual.
1: It's not exactly a normal world, is it?
0: we here. Envision Podcasting, in association with The Venture Project, presents. Not normal. It's showtime. Welcome to Not Normal. I'm your host, Randy Stru, and with me as always is AJ Armstrong. Yes, What's and uh, we're we're recording remote today. I'm in uh, I'm in my beautiful studio and uh, you're out on the road, I believe. I'm on the road, yeah. it's down in Florida last week and now I'm out
1: east and the just the the blossoming state of New Jersey, Randy.
0: Oh, very nice. Very someone
1: nice. really wants to talk about a fantastically run place, they usually bring <laughs> up New Jersey. <laughs> they uh, yeah. gotta love Jersey. Gotta love Jersey, Jersey.
0: Well, I'm drinking my first cup of coffee for the day, so uh, hopefully we can uh, we can keep this uh, keep this going and uh, maintain our our standard of excellence that I feel we've set for the last uh, what do we do 14 episodes now that have been Hey, uh, I mean,
1: we were top what top 30 on. Uh, Good pods or top number 39, were we?
0: Yeah. Number. Uh, yeah, we were in the uh, top thirties in the uh, uh, religion and spirituality or, or religion category on good pods. Uh, we were actually a top last month. We were top 22. We were, we were, we were number 22. So I, uh, I do uh, want to thank you all for listening that you've been
1: very helpful and obviously allowing that to, that,
0: that to happen. Yeah. And uh, Hey, tell your friends that uh, tell your friends that we're here. You can always uh, find us on Facebook, uh, look, look up, look uh, up! Not normal podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Not Normal Pod, and of course, email notnormalpod one at gmail.com. But uh, today, <sighs> today we might as well. I feel like you know we should probably talk about the Loch Ness monster. I think so. You know, it's I mean, just, it's it's been a long time coming. I'm a big fan of Scotch.
1: <laughs> I mean, think about the thing. Good things about Scotland: steak, golf, scotch, Loch Ness monster. And there you one. go.
0: Break out your break out your kilts and your and your uh favorite scotch blend. It's time to talk about the Loch Ness.
1: That's that, that is in Scotland, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. It's like actually, it's in Wales.
0: Actually, Loch Ness, Loch Ness is in Wales. You idiot! <laughs> no, uh, it is American in, uh, geography. That's right. Uh, victims of the public school, we are. At
1: least I can name all 50 states and their capitals. There are people in New Jersey that don't know that Wisconsin is a state. And they also couldn't identify it on a map if they tried. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's fair. So forgive, so forgive our American ignorance. Yeah.
0: But yes, no, it is. Uh, we, are, we, are, we are traveling to Scotland. And uh, we're going to start our little journey on April 15th, 1933. Eldie McKay, uh, McKay and her husband are driving along the A82 in Scotland. And Aldie looks out the window at the Loch Ness enjoying the view when she sees a large beast or whale like fish. Now, Alex Campbell, who was the water bailiff for the Loch at the time and a part time journalist, wrote about the incident in May of that year. He says uh, the creature disported itself rolling and plunging for fully a minute, its body resembling that of a whale, and the water cascading and churning like a simmering cauldron. Soon, however, it disappeared in a boiling mass of foam. Both onlookers confessed that there was something uncanny about the whole thing, for they realized that here was no ordinary denizen of the depths, because apart from its enormous size, the beast, in taking the final plunge, sent out waves that were big enough to have been caused by a passing steamer. The man writes with some uh, descriptive prose for a part-time journalist. I think 1953
1: is when they invented LSD, too. 33. This is is 33. Oh, okay. Never mind. (laughs) I was going to say that could explain a lot of
0: stuff. Here. That's right. Now, this, uh, this sighting in, the, in uh, 1933 would, would kick off the flurry of sightings and renew the popularity of what would become known as the Loch Ness Monster. In fact, later that same year, July 22nd, George Spicer and his wife driving claimed to have witnessed the most extraordinary form of an animal. I'll get this, not in the lock, but crossing the road in front of the car heading for the lock. The beast had no apparent limbs, but rather scooted or slithered across the road. They described its body as being about 1.2 meters high and eight meters long. And again, if you're uh, in the American public school system, that's uh, four feet and uh, 25 feet, respectively. I would have thought he'd be bigger than that. Yeah. Well, t- I mean, 25 feet long is not small.
1: No, but I mean, there's like saltwater crocs that are longer than that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to that though. We, we will. We will get to that. Because it, it goes we'll to one to the of the
1: reptilian possibilities.
0: Yeah. Well, and it goes to one of the problems of the Loch Ness monster. And we'll, we'll get there. Uh, the Spicer sighting and subsequent reports are credited with solidifying the name of Loch Ness monster in local lore. Now, See, no- Loch
1: Ness monster is another great example of why it could possibly be real based on the name. Right. Well, there's this monster and it's in
0: Loch Ness. Must well, yeah, be. Yeah, but that's just because, you know, I mean. I mean, like the Beast of Busco is said to be a turtle and they just came up with Beast of Busco. I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I think the more creative the name, the more
1: made up it probably is like the rake. I mean, that's too creative.
0: I was going to say the rake. The rake is, yeah, very, very creative as a name. Uh, But you might have a point. I mean, look at, you know, Bigfoot. I mean, uh, (laughs) not a very creative name. Right.
1: Um, We have a couple other ones we found out about, Like, like really just straightforward names. Yeah. Which makes you think it's real.
0: I, I am like the glad they man, went with
1: michigan dog man michigan dog
0: know. man that's right i'm glad they went with Bigfoot and not the uh not not, not the other choice big schlong um,
1: <laughs> well we don't know that for sure we i mean we have to capture one study it for a
0: while well you know what they better. say about the size of a man's feet that's i, I mean these are facts yeah uh <laughs> All right. Well, the first supposed photo of the beast was taken November 12th of that year. A blurry, grainy picture of uh, something, some sort of lump in the water photo taken by Hugh Gray, who does admit he was walking his dog at the time. And uh, people do suspect that the photo is not of Nessie, but of Gray's dog who went into the water to fetch a stick. And then, of course, uh, shortly thereafter, we have the very famous photo known as the surgeon's photo now this is the one that when you think of nessie this is the picture you see this is the one where you sort of have like this plesiosaur kind of head just poking up out of the water in a little hup and it's the it's kind of grainy and it's black and white and that's that's the picture that everybody you say Loch Ness that's the picture
1: right that's what I'm picturing in my head yeah
0: yeah uh now this picture of course has been uh debunked pretty thoroughly since then come on Oh, yeah. No, uh, most most people take it for granted that uh, that the surgeon's photograph was a hoax, Uh, fairly elaborate uh, hoax. Actually, in the book Nessie in 1999, there was a Sunday Telegraph article uh, published in 1975 in the book mentioned this. A blemish on the negative was was mentioned as one of the uh, one of the options. Uh, But the creature, according to the Telegraph article, was actually a toy submarine built by Christian Sperling, the son-in-law of Marmaduke Wetherell. Now, Wetherell had been publicly ridiculed by his employer, the Daily Mail, after he found uh, Nessie Footprints that turned out to be a hoax. So to get revenge on the mail, he uh, got together with Sperling, who was a sculpture specialist, his son, Ian, who bought the material, and Maurice Chambers, an insurance agent. Uh, they bought this toy submarine, put a head and neck on it, and then perpetrated this hoax to get back at the Daily Mail.
1: Interesting. I feel like it,
0: <clears throat> you know, I saw the, I was reading an article the other day, Randy,
1: and they it was something where the storyline of Jurassic Park is now possible through science where they can actually take, you know, dinosaur DNA and create potentially dinosaur clones from it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, someone had tweeted this and the first tweet back was, There are literally six movies of why this is a bad idea.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It seems like science more and more is just watching movies and then missing the point. Uh, Oh, yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is (laughs) that's an interesting idea. No, this could be a self-fulfilling prophecy of some kind
1: where you could clone a dinosaur and we could release the amphibious species into Loch Ness, confirming the lore in
0: retrospect. Right. Well, let's let's take a look at the lock itself. Okay, okay. Uh, so it's a freshwater lake in the Scottish Highlands, uh, extending approximately thirty-seven kilometers. That's twenty-three miles southwest of Iverness. Uh, it takes its name for the River Ness, which flows from the north end of the flows from the north end. Now, the lake extends, like I said, twenty-three miles. Flows from southwest to northeast. Uh, Twenty-two square miles. Now, it's the second largest surface area lock. Loch Loman is the largest Scottish lock. Loch Ness is the second largest, but because it's massively deep, its deepest point is 230 meters, 126 fathoms, 755 feet, uh, makes it the second deepest lock in Scotland. But because of its depth and overall size, it's actually got more water in it than every other body of water in the British Isles. Hmm. So there's tons of water in this thing. Yeah, the volume of water is remarkable. Yeah, which which does you know could possibly lend some credence to this whole idea of there being a uh, some sort of monster in there. Now, you, nobody is really able to see well in the lock, which is one of the things that makes it so mysterious, because uh, there's a high peat content in the so, in the surrounding soil, which means that the water you re- literally can't see through the water. You, there there are videos of divers going down there and if you're outside of say five feet you don't see shit yeah it's like lake winnebago if you're a native to the wisconsin area that's right it's yeah you just don't see anything and there you know so there are videos where you know like recent videos where these divers have gone down and have witnessed something large pass in front of the camera uh but because of how murky the water is they have no idea what the hell it is that they saw i mean
1: but we have we have sonar we have all sorts of other you know devices that we. well yeah but all
0: sonar tells you is that okay there's a thing here and depending on how good the sonar equipment is or how exact the sonar equipment is you know you could be seeing a large body of fish as a single entity
1: and that's true i i have a fish finder and it's very if you don't know what you're looking for it can be difficult to discern a, a school of fish from an actual fish. Right.
0: There, there are reasons it could be, reasons it couldn't be. Now, the lock actually has a bunch of uh, fish native to, uh, to the lock. Some have been introduced. European eels are there, northern pikes, European sea sturgeon, which, okay. Uh, now, sea sturgeon are unconfirmed in the lock. But sturgeon, as you know, are not small fish. No, they're large and they're scary looking. They can reach 20 feet long. Now, commonly, they're about four feet long, but they can reach 20 feet long. Of course. Okay. So we know that there is a type of sea surgeon, possibly in Loch Ness that can get up to 20 feet long. I'm just putting out there that because there's this new video or a new photograph out there uh, that actually is fairly recent that purports to show. It's a, it's a fairly recent photo that, that says it might be the Loch Ness Monster. And sure enough, you see what looks like it could be the hide of something peeking out of the water. Well, this could be a sturgeon. That's true.
1: Sturgeon do like the bottom of the water, though. They're, they're kind of bottom feeders.
0: They are. Uh, the other thing that are the other things that are in there are uh, Atlantic salmon. Now, salmon, again, can get fairly large. Uh, oh, yeah. King salmon get quite large. Yeah, the Atlantic salmon, you know, talking about eh, 28 to 30 inches. I mean, they're not massive. But again, if you don't know what you're looking at and something just kind of pops out, <laughs> you know, uh, sea trout are in there, brown trout, Arctic char. So, I mean, there, there's a bunch of uh, but there's
1: big fish in this lake.
0: Th- there are large fish in this lake. Probably the sea sturgeon is probably among the largest that's actually in the lake. But uh, there are big or fish. In is this it? lake. Or, or is it? Is it? <laughs> but it's worth pointing well, okay, out too so that there are fish in this lake. Which if the, you, well, well,
1: what's what's the the climate like in the Highlands? There does it like snow in the winter and stuff. Does the Lake freeze over? I mean,
0: because uh, I gotta you know, tell you, I'm
1: not I'm not really sure. Um, you're not an expert on
0: on Highland Scotland mm-hmm. geography. <laughs> I'm really not I don't believe given what I've read I do not believe it freezes
1: see most of my knowledge of of Scotland is from the movie Braveheart so pretty much anything I know is from that movie alone and a little bit of the outlander my wife used to me watch it for a while that's about it so you don't know anything is what you're well you know I I have (laughs) Scottish blood in my lineage Randy Armstrong Viking tribe that was raping and pillaging in the Northern British islands from, for a while, you know, there's, there's some history there that comes intuitively through my lineage. However, I am not read well read in Scotland, but here's the thing, Randy, if there, what I've found is that, um, in certain areas when people have transplanted like reptiles, like alligators and crocodiles and things like that, they found that if the lake doesn't freeze over, you can actually keep a species of alligator, or croc- crocodile in there for a while
0: okay and that's so what i'm yeah. wondering so so you're wondering if maybe it was uh if if maybe at least some of these sightings were were alligator crocodile that somebody just kind of brought over and dropped there
1: right and, and and here's the thing like you know 120 years ago uh a local that hasn't left their area in a long time might not understand that that's even a thing if that's not a native species to their area you know a certain type of animal species crocodile whatever if they're not used to seeing them, they might not know what they are and they might True. have just started a rumor that's
0: that turned into something. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting point. And, uh, you know, I mean, we know that there are hoaxes in, in you know, regarding the Loch Ness monster. Uh, now it's also worth noting though. And I, and I, I, I wanted to make sure I brought this up because the Loch Ness monster has a history that goes far deeper than 1933. In fact, Before the 1933 sightings, there was a there was said to be a creature, a legend of a creature in the lock for, quote, generations. In fact, written in the sixth century A.D., a man was being buried in the river nest when he was attacked by a water beast that mauled him and dragged him underwater despite their attempts to rescue him. So uh, the, the monster in river nest rather than the lock itself but this evidence suggests that there might have been a creature as early as the 6th century A.D. In 1871 or 1872, A.D. McKenzie saw an object resembling a log or upturned boat wriggling and churning up the water, moving slowly. Alexander MacDonald saw a large stubby-legged animal surfacing from the lock and propelling itself within 50 yards of the shore in 1888. So the, the, the precedent for this creature goes back decades even perhaps uh centuries you know who we need you know who we need to release on this
1: is that that river monster guy like jeremy wade or whatever jeremy wade (laughs) we're going into the loch ness monster and we're going to find this beast yeah he'd be fantastic i think at at figuring out if this is a real thing So that's exactly how every episode of river monster starts out the locals have discovered that there's something
0: Taking villages underneath the water, you know, whatever. And uh, I, I have, I have enjoyed the, uh, the, the uh, river monster. Yeah. Well, he, well, I mean, what if this is like, you know, like
1: a Game of Thrones style reptilian, like where the dragons live for thousands? Of I was years. gonna say,
0: sir, are you saying this is a dragon underneath the? Uh...
1: Potentially. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually thinking it's more likely to be a dragon than anything else, because that's why it's he's so elusive. You know, he only comes out at night, flies away, and then comes back under. You know, something like that
0: could be that a dinosaur. Sense. No, you gullible idiots. It's obviously a dragon. Yeah, you guys are idiots. We're in
1: Scotland. If I know anything about Scotland, it's this castles and crap, you know, knights and armors and dragons. I mean, come on. Where you guys been? And I think that's <laughs> where uh, that's that's where my mind's going. But 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 who knows? I mean, if it's like a dinosaur or something like that, maybe it could have lived for thousands of years, potentially. I don't know. mean, a lifespan well, uh, of a dinosaur who among
0: knows? the popular. uh well, not that long. Uh,
1: <laughs> See, my knowledge of dinosaurs, Randy, comes from the movies of Jurassic Park and then and then everything I learned before I was five years old. Because I'm pretty sure that's all five-year-olds are interested in, at least boys and dinosaurs. Well,
0: sure. That's what I was interested in as a, as a five-year-old.
1: And then um, you realize that it's irrelevant to everything else in life until you decide you want to be a Loch Ness monster cryptozoologist. Right, right, exactly. But nonetheless, maybe this species can live for a long period of time, even if it's not, you know, multiplying or breeding or something like that, it could be the same beast, just very old.
0: That would have to be a very old beast. Now, I mean, again, not unprecedented, although I would say it's uh, probably not possible that the thing's been around for thousands of years, but maybe hundreds. I mean, tortoises, but, but I was going to say crocodiles, but, but maybe, they live maybe maybe hundreds because I mean, yeah, tortoises can live a long time. This is probably um,
1: a reptile of sorts based on the description unless it's a full-blown dragon
0: yeah in fact versus, Jonathan, versus a half-blown uh, dragon. Jonathan the tortoise is, is currently the world's oldest tortoise it was hatched in 1832 it's 190 they don't really do much either they just kind of eat flowers and stuff which is probably how it lived to be 190 it's <laughs> a good
1: point maybe we're on the wrong diet <laughs>
0: that's right here we are trying to work out and eat right and blah blah blah. No, idiot. we should just be eating whatever shit's in front of us when we're slowly walking forward.
1: We're onto something. It's the new tortoise diet.
0: <laughs> hey, try this out, guys. We got this new tortoise diet. All you eat uh, is dandelions and weeds. I love it. I love it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you're right. The idea of a of a something reptilian or or amphibian living over a century, nearly two centuries, is not exactly unprecedented.
1: And I'm saying it can fly, (laughs) but yeah, but I I think that's the, that's what I'm wondering because the the first question is um, if there's one, there's gotta be many, right. You know, it's, it's had to have been breeding for several years. And that's
0: the, and and that's the big, you know, the sort of the big elephant in the room uh, that that, uh, Josh Gates pointed out. Now we were talking about TV shows earlier. Uh, One of my favorite TV shows on the sci-fi channel several years ago was uh, Destination Unknown, starring a guy named Josh Gates, and you you've you've heard my you know my problem is with most paranormal shows, right? You have got a uh, lot of problems with paranormal shows, right? I do, and I love them, but I but as far as you know, taking anything that they say for for fact, I have an issue. One of the things that I loved about Destination Unknown was that if they didn't find anything, they didn't find anything. The show is you know the show is about the adventure, and. You know, and and so they, you know, literally, I mean, they wouldn't even have a
1: show if they did find anything, right? Right. I mean, how, <laughs> if they found Loch Ness monster, I mean, that'd be pretty mainstream info.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know, the whole idea though is that you know they they would collect evidence and then they would take this evidence in and then at the end of the show you find out that uh, yeah, I know the evidence you got isn't anything.
1: Damn, Damn it! We didn't find it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I love that how this about
1: one's going to end, honey.
0: This yeah. is the one that they're going to catch Loch Ness. But anyway, uh, you know, he, he's got this book out, which I uh, if if you're into the paranormal, if you're into cryptozoology, if you're into searching for the paranormal, and even if you're just kind of interested in, in world travel and, and, and adventure, uh, I do recommend his book. It's called Memoirs of a Monster Hunter by uh, by Josh Gates, And I, I, it's a great book, but um, he does make the point of, about the Loch Ness Monster, which is exactly what you said. If there's one, there has to be more than one. Right. And that's kind of the elephant in the room when it comes to the Loch Ness monster is that, well, if one is there, there's got to be more than one. And 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 I mean, yeah, OK, there's a lot of water in that lock, but is there enough water to support multiple sea monsters?
1: Well, and that's kind of what I was wondering, like, what if this thing has been around for not hundreds of years, but thousands, you know, and, it's, and it somehow sustains. It's just one and it's just old and it's got it's a bizarre dinosaur species that has a long life period, you know.
0: I'll tell you something. if this thing is thousands of years old and has not had companionship and uh, has, has not been able to breed or mate at all, this thing is pissed and everybody needs to stay out of the lock. I don't know. I think that'd make a lot of people happy. I know lots I know lots of folks that just would love to be alone for thousands of years. <laughs> so So there are days, Randy. <laughs> so so it's a it's a it's a thousands year old flying introvert.
1: Yeah, hyper introvert that can fly <laughs> that's thousands
0: of years old and apparently swim. And, and swim. So we're getting we're getting quite the picture of the Loch Ness Monster at this point. Uh, Are all now, the descriptions from the
1: stories and the pictures generally the same or do they differ a lot?
0: They they differ in some areas, um, but not a ton. Um, you know, and 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 not and not in any way that would rule out one versus the other. So, like, you know, the first, the first sighting I mentioned, they said they didn't see any appendages. The second sighting mentioned it had stubby appendages. Well, those don't really contradict each other because if a thing has stubby appendages and, it's, um, and you're looking at it and it's actually in the water, you're not going to necessarily see that it has any appendages. Or if it's crawling its way across the road, you might see those appendages and think that they're fins or something if you even see them. So, sure. you know, so, so they don't directly contradict themselves. Um, Their eyewitness reports in the sense of most eyewitness reports, which are, uh, which is that it's going to, it's going to differ in small ways that don't necessarily matter a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean, this just seems like it'd be so easy to find. You've got a, you've got a contained lake of
0: sorts. It is, but, you know, but the lake, the lake does lend itself, you know, in fairness, the lake does lend itself to hiding things really well, as mentioned. But I mean, we know high, high, high silt content. We know species on the bottom of the ocean in
1: bizarre places that you can't get to by submarine or, um, you know, or diving. And we and we're well aware of all those different types of creatures. How could we not figure something out in a lake?
0: Well, and there are. Um, there are theories that, that there's even like a tunnel or a cave system that we haven't found yet. Now we're uh, talking. Now we're talking. You know, near or kind of in the lock. So maybe the lock is the creature's home, but it actually has a way out. Or
1: maybe it's not the creature's home. Maybe it just occasionally meanders in there. and, and it just shows up and eats. Eats or does something for a little bit and goes out somewhere else.
0: Yeah, yeah. That would something. make a
1: lot more sense, you know. No, but it's actually not its
0: home. It's just been there a couple times over that's, the years. That's right. It's like, they keep calling me the Loch Ness Monster. I've been to the Loch like five times. Yeah, this is more like a vacation home. Some asshole st- takes my picture every time I show up. I know. It's so just, you, I frequent there
1: occasionally in the summers. It's quite nice. Um, <laughs> that's right. I summer at the Loch.
0: I summer uh, at the Loch,
1: but I'm not the Loch Ness Monster.
0: <laughs> I like much warmer water. Sorry. <laughs> that's, Actually, from the Galapagos Islands, Uh, but nobody calls me the Galapagos Islands monster. No, I show up every summer there. (laughs) And uh, now I'm the Loch Ness monster, bastards. Uh. (laughs) I mean, that's an interesting theory, though. There
1: is uh, some kind of system where you can get in and out. I mean, hence my idea that it could fly or something like that. Let's say it doesn't fly, but there is some tunnels or cave system or whatever that we're not aware of. But I feel like that'd be easy to find out, too.
0: Yeah. Now, I I do want to mention this. So we we already talked about the hoaxes. Some of these images are hoaxes. Obviously, um, we posted on our Facebook page recently a a tweet of an article uh, suggesting that some sea creature sightings are uh, in fact uh, whale dicks, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we 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 have we have pictures of this. Uh, well, whales mate they sort of mate in threes, and so. Uh, what will happen is one male will be going to town, you know, one male whale will be going to town on the female and the other male is kind of getting ready. So, uh, it's just popped out and waiting to go. And of course, if you see it out of the water and then you're not sure what the hell you're looking at, it could look like a sea monster, which, uh,
1: that's, that's the day when you've arrived is when your penis can be mistaken
0: as a sea monster. <laughs> That's right, and and now I have a new nickname for it. <laughs> yeah, I call it Nessie. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> We're gonna have to
1: change this episode to R, you know,
0: <laughs> it's it's already listed as explicit. Uh, good. <laughs> now the, we should point out though that there are no whales in block, or are there? No, there aren't. Okay,
1: yeah, uh. <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, do we know if the Loch Ness monster is like a, an underwater breathing, if it's amphibious, if it's a mammal, a reptile? Well, I mean, it, rept-
0: it pokes its head up rarely enough that if it's down there, it's gotta be, it's gotta be able to breathe underwater. Right. Right.
1: So maybe it is just a, it's a fish, you know,
0: uh, something. I, I just, I don't know. I, but uh, I do want to point out. So, so there are no whales in the lock. So obviously, you know, if you're seeing something on the lock, it's not a whale penis. However, their point is well made that very often what we think of as a cryptid is, is a case of just, just like a UFO. It's a case of mistaken identity. You know, we already mentioned some of the large fish that are in the lock. Uh, we've talked about, you know, if, you know, the, uh, the, the, your theory that if, you know, somebody just decided to transplant a large crocodile to the lock and see what happened, you know, there's the case for mistaken identity. So the point is well made that so far, what we've got on the Loch Ness monster is known hoaxes. We know that certain images are hoaxes and we've got the possibility of mistaken identity. What we don't have, and this is important, recently a DNA study was done on the lock. What what they're able to do is they're able to take samples of water from around the lock and... Uh, study the DNA that's floating around the, floating around the lock. So if something is swimming in there, obviously they would be able to detect its DNA, right?
1: easy? oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. So they did this DNA study and found nothing unknown in the DNA study. So studying all the DNA that's floating around Loch Ness, they found nothing that they didn't recognize immediately.
1: What do you do if you're a, a cryptozoologist, Randy, uh, that specializes in Loch Ness and then there's no Loch Ness? I mean, <laughs> that's got to be like a brain surgeon. There's no brains. It's right. Like, well, what, do I, what do I do now?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. No Loch Ness monster. Now what? Uh, well, fortunately, there are supposed sea creatures all over the place. Um, Alaska, there's there's a new one. Uh, being sighted near Alaska so you could go study that guy yeah the le- le- leviathans well I mean
1: that's that's dated back a while though that the the sea monster kind of legend
0: right and I'm well, wondering I wonder mean, yeah that's... Sea, sea monsters go back as long as people have lived near or on the sea you know there have been legends of uh legends of sea creatures so I mean yeah it's not uh it's not exactly a new concept but different creatures being spotted in different areas though uh there are some there are some new ones being spotted and there 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 are some old ones being spotted that uh people hadn't necessarily found or done a whole lot of studying on i mean there's always those stories you hear
1: though from from centuries and centuries ago of, of sailors getting you know swept away by weird you know types of sea monsters and creatures giant squid yeah i mean there's all sorts of stuff like that that are just kind of these sailor legends that date back you know to the mediterranean times and, and things like that um, oh yeah
0: so i don't oh, know yeah.
1: i mean it the, the, i wonder if this is a mix of two legends right you could have these sea monster kind of legends that maybe a sea monster got transplanted or something was there for a period of time died dissolved or some crap you know And now, now there's nothing in there anymore.
0: Right. And, and, you know, there's, and that's a, and that's a valid point too. You know, again, these stories of Loch Ness monsters that date back till, till the sixth century, you know, maybe there was something and now there's not. Yeah. You know, uh, but I think, I think the point is that there's, there may or may not be something large on the loch. There are a couple of explanations for what there could be in the lock that is not necessarily encrypted. I just I, and then the DNA and then and then you throw in the DNA thing on top of all of that, and it's like, well, okay, maybe there's not anything in the lock. Now that's not to say that there are no sea creatures that there that there is no kraken somewhere floating around that uh, maybe there isn't a living plesiosaur family wandering uh, the ocean depths, but I don't think there's one in Loch Ness. That's all.
1: Yeah i think that's fair i think that's fair but i'm pretty sure whatever's in there can fly let <laughs> <laughs> no. no it is it it is interesting it's just kind of i think it that, may be a
0: sturgeon but it's a sturgeon with wings damn it I mean, yeah i mean hey you never know
1: <laughs> those things are pretty aerodynamic sometimes i've seen eagles with them and shit. that's true the, uh, well well it's it's i think just the origin of the story always kind of had its roots with some kind of, uh, you know, prank or, you know, hoax or something like that. It never really seemed like there was a genuine issue at, at play this whole time. So it's just kind of, it's just hard. And and I think that unfortunately, if we figure out that the Loch Ness monster doesn't exist, there's going to be a lot of really tiny little tourist shops all around the Loch Ness area that are going to have a lot of trouble selling stuff. Well, yeah, but I mean,
0: I, f- I feel like <laughs> Maybe this
1: is a ploy by them, Randy.
0: Well, yeah, you know, Maybe it's that's, the gift
1: shops all around Loch Ness.
0: And that's a good that, point. That's, that a, that's, that's a very solid point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there, there's actually uh, there, there, was a, there was a Loch Ness monster, uh, and I'm trying to remember the name of it, but there was, in fact, a, a Loch Ness monster. I'm looking it up right now because there's this thing that existed. Uh, it was actually a bureau in Scotland, a, an official bureau dedicated to the uh, yeah, the Loch Ness Phenomena Investigation Bureau. Wow! So the Bay government
1: society. recognized this as serious enough to.
0: Well, it was a UK-based society. I don't know that it was necessarily government, but they did receive a grant from the World Book Encyclopedia of twenty thousand dollars to fund a two-year program of daylight watches from May to October. We are in the wrong business. I think we should create a
1: monster of Lake Winnebago as a hoax, of course, right? Just right. so we can set up a little gift shop. And sell, you know, keychains with the monster on it and crap as our tool to
0: monetize this activity again. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, well, you know, but that's that's just it, though. I mean, a lot of these, you know, small towns, you know, they have these, you know, like, uh, here in Wisconsin, we have the Hodag, which everybody knows the Hodag is a hoax um but that doesn't stop there from being little gift shops and and memorabilia and all that pretty nonsense. sure it's a high school
1: mascot up in like, yeah, that it's, it's a high school
0: mascot absolutely um you know so it doesn't stop all of that uh hey, this, it,
1: this sounds to me like a really bad episode of scooby-doo that <laughs> you know you the, the 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 team the gang goes out into loch ness and they figure out it's just the the gift store owner that's been faking a freaking monster to make sure they sell more merchandise. Mystery solved,
0: Shaggy. It would be the one episode of Scooby Doo in which they weren't trying to get rid of people. (laughs) It's like, oh, we figured out what this Loch Ness monster really is,
1: and it's just some guy in an animatronic, you know, swimming machine that runs the
0: gift shop trying to sell merchandise.
1: Wouldn't that be funny?
0: I mean, think about that. Like it it, it, in all these episodes of Scooby Doo, like there's some monster or something, and uh, they wanted to frighten people away, but. If the world has taught us anything, that's not what happens. Wouldn't it be funny if there was actually an episode of Scooby Doo where, like, it just it went real world and just completely backfired on the guy?
1: Like, <laughs> just created wa- a whole bunch of scientific experiments. He wanted to, he like, wanted
0: to drive people away from away from his gold mine, and instead he created an accidental tourist tourist industry. <laughs>
1: And all of a sudden, like the National Guard gets deployed, everything—it's <laughs> like, wow, this really backfired on me here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Their motives are all wrong. They should—they should just not like the motive shouldn't be to scare people away. The motive should be for something else, like to monetize the attractive. The
0: attractive. Yeah, dude, just just set up a gift shop. Just, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys struggling with your gift shop? We have got a solution. Join us at fakemonsteranimatronics.com and you sh- and you too will have the opportunity to monetize your gift shop. That's right. Keychains, postcards, pictures with the monster, all included.
0: There there wasn't a Hodag, but guess what? Now there, there is. is now. With Lock advanced Nest robotic monster? technology. <laughs> Lock Ness Monster didn't actually exist until 2 years ago.
1: Oh man, I think we are the masters of finding ways of monetizing cryptids.
0: <laughs> if, yeah, yeah, fake it. Um, <laughs> I mean that's fair, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, so you know we're we're gonna look into different. Uh, we're not we're not gonna look at Loch Ness and say, well, okay, Loch Ness doesn't exist, ergo uh there's no such thing as as sea creatures uh if you know of a sea creature uh or hell if you have any extra evidence of the Loch Ness Monster we'd love to see it but if you know of a sea creature that you would like us to uh to to turn our attention to and to uh uh, do some research on and come up with uh some sort of explanation let us know Uh, or just you know talk about it like we do and uh You'd love to hear that. Let us know. Email us at uh, notnormalpod one. That's the number one at gmail.com or find us on Twitter or Facebook at V not pod. Or as always, you can find us on Facebook as well. And uh, let us know. Let us know if you want us to uh, hunt up something in your neighborhood. We would love to talk about it.
1: And if and there's we- nothing to hunt and you want us to to make something up so we can sell your gifts, we can also help with that. <laughs> Just hire our consulting team, and we'll build you a hire, fake monster. Hire
0: the venture project <laughs> consulting team. Venture
1: project <laughs> consultants will surely find a way to market a hoax for you.
0: <laughs> that's a different email, however, uh, and so, I'm pretty
1: sure that will result in jail time. Probably, just like the Scooby Doo shows. At least I don't know.
0: That's that's right. I don't know. Can can you? I mean, if you don't actually call the police, can you get arrested for just perpetrating a hoax? That's not not sure.
1: I don't know. I fake a monster in Lake Winnebago to sell gifts. We're going to find out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to find out the hard way. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Uh, I'm not paying your bail. All right. Uh, If you like the episode, if you like the show, you can rate us on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, we mentioned Good Pods. You can rate us on there if you if you listen to us on that on that app. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can rate us on there. And I believe if you're on Spotify or any of your favorite podcast apps, wherever you listen, leave a rating, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Till next time, for uh, for Aaron, I'm Randy Strew, and uh, we'll see you again. Normal was recorded at the Venture Project by A.J. Armstrong and edited by Randy Strew for Envision Podcasting. Audio clips downloaded courtesy Moviesounds.org and music was from Infinitoons.co. Not Normal is copyright to Randy Strew and A.J. Armstrong.